0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على سيد المرسلين مولانا محمد وعلى اله واصحابه ومن تبعهم باحسان الى يوم الدين ila Our respected brothers and elders assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah Ramadan is fast slipping away Actually after the first seven days, I couldn't believe seven days had passed. Now I think we're on our 11th fast. The month of Ramadan is a month where we need to make changes. But those changes cannot only be for the month of Ramadan. Those changes need to be permanent. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says regarding the month of Ramadan, oh you believe fasting has been made fard prescribed upon you like it was made fard upon those who came before you for one reason that you become people of taqwa so taqwa is what is desired from the month of Ramadan that is what is desired not that you remain hungry or oh, you remain thirsty although that's a catalyst in you becoming people of taqwa but the purpose Allah makes categoric. Allah doesn't say the purpose of the month of Ramadan is that you remain hungry that the purpose of the month of Ramadan is that you remain thirsty no Allah says that you become people who are God conscious that taqwa let me define taqwa for you taqwa is when you walking in the thorny path of life you see haram you see temptations you have enough control over yourself to not fall into that trap that is taqwa and that is the purpose of the month of Ramadan so there are certain things that we need to make priority in this month so they last with us last for good with us one thing that everybody needs to do is make sure that now permanently you pray your salah biggest change you can have in the month of Ramadan is that you pray your salah five times that is a conviction look if you can remain hungry for 30 days From morning to evening, yeah, you can you you can take out fifty minutes a day and pray your salah. If you can remain hungry the entire day, then you can pray five times a day, and that is a firm conviction that everybody here should have. Imagine this. I want you to think about this i'm giving you a scenario but i want you to think that that person is yourself so you stand in front of the king and the king says to you listen i am going to put you into jail for five years five years you're in jail after five years you will come out of jail and i will ask you just one question just one question nothing else if you get that question right you're free to go and you can enjoy the luxuries of my kingdom but if you get it wrong you're rotting in prison until the day you die so you got five years to think about this question that the king may ask you morning to evening you will be thinking about why he's gonna ask me and you have no clue and then one person comes to you and he says, you know, I know exactly what the king is going to say to you. What would you do to get the answer? You would do anything. Yes, you would do anything. Subhanallah. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi said that the first thing man will be asked on the day of judgment. First thing that you and I will be asked by Allah. Allah has given us the answer is your Salah. If you pass your Salah, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, if you pass your Salah, you pass everything else. If you fail your Salah, you fail everything else. For a ter- we're talking about 75 years in a prison. For your eternal success, you get your Salah right. You get everything else right. Allah says in Surah al The first characteristic of a believer is that the believers are successful. Who? الذين هم في صلاة مخاشيون. Those when they stand in front of Allah. Listen. Many of us have been praying Salah for many years. Soon is Allah Akbar. And your mind goes all over the place. Your mind. Those who have khushu, who have concentration in their salah. Allah doesn't want you to pray a salah robotically. You say, me and you stand up in salah and we say, Allah akbar. You just said Allah is the greatest. Yeah, you've thrown everything behind you. Allah, you are the greatest, and all of a sudden you are thinking about your work you're thinking about your, chores, you're thinking about your chores you're thinking about money you're thinking about your car you're thinking about your children you said with your tongue allah you are akbar and then your heart is somewhere else the most important thing in your salah is your khushu is where is your heart in salah how how do you by the time you finish your salah do you feel do you feel refreshed? Is your iman strong? Or was it just an action? That there is no change by the time we finish our salah. So, brothers, for those who do not pray salah, make a firm conviction after the month of Ramadan that you're gonna pray your salah. It is the first thing Allah will ask you about on the day of judgment. You fail that, you fail everything. You pass your salah, you pass everything. For those who pray their salah, now understand, understand that when you say Allah Akbar, you are saying Allah, you are the greatest. For those next five minutes, your mind is in salah, nowhere else. When you read subhanakallahumma bihamdika, you are embodying that. When you read surah al-fatiha, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, you are imagining that when you say maliki yawmiddeen the day of the day of judgment you know you are believing that you are standing in front of allah on the day of judgment that is the salah that allah wants you know today there will be hundreds of people praying salah they'll all be standing like this they will be all doing the same thing but in the sight of allah the salah of one person to the next person Will be like the difference from the heavens to the earth because one will be thinking about allah and one will be thinking about something else from and and look look we are going to pray salah inshallah for the rest of our life why not do it properly why waste how long how long did it take you to get here 20 minutes you did your wudu. you took out time and then the five minutes you're in salah you're somewhere else Allah says, those who have khushu concentration in their salah are the ones who are successful. Those who pray their salah. So everybody, this month is a month where we reap rewards. This is the month. So firstly, for those who are not praying salah, you make a firm conviction that if you can fast from morning to evening, you are gonna pray five times salah. 50 minutes a day, that's all it takes. First thing that you will be asked on the day of judgment. And listen, when we pray our salah, be like this. Please be like this. Be like a fish in water. Enjoy it. Read the longest surahs that you know. Don't be like a bird in a cage. Allah Akbar. Don't be like that. Enjoy the moment you're talking to Allah. Imagine if, imagine, I'm sure none of you want to, but imagine that you wanted to speak to Bojo. So you wanted, you know, have an appointment with Bojo. Don't want to leave that. It's too much. You can hear me, yeah? You wanted to speak to Bojo. You know Bojo, Boris Johnson? Yeah, you wanted an appointment with Bojo. If you tried your utmost, 99 percent more than that, you would not get the appointment with Bojo to meet Bojo. Anybody important, but imagine this: all you have to do is do wudu, come here, say Allah Akbar, and you are talking to Rubble Alami. You are talking to Rabbul Alami. And then Prophet Sallallahu said that Allah remains focused towards his servant as long as the servant remains focused to his Lord. Meaning as long as in your Salah, you are concentrating towards Allah. If it's an hour, Allah will remain focused, attentive towards you. So brothers, pray your Salah, but pray in a manner which refreshes you. In the tanha and salah stops you from evil acts. That's one thing the second thing i want to speak about is this is the month where allah is gracious but allah shows more graciousness in this month allah is gracious but he shows more graciousness in this month so the prophet Sallallahu, allah subhanahu wa taala for a person who prays one fard 70 fard in this month you pray one juma today you will get the reward of 70 jumaat you pray a nifil, you will get the reward of a farv. A farv. The Prophet ﷺ said, "Allah says that all the other actions of ibn Adam are for him, as besides fasting. Fasting he does solely for me. Why? Because nobody knows if you're fasting. Nobody knows if you're fasting, and Allah says regarding fasting." I will be the one who will recompense. him. So Allah's graciousness increases in the month of Ramadan. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam Anas ibn Malik anhu said, "Kana ajwad nas There was nobody more generous than the messenger of Allah. Nobody more generous. The narration mentioned that never did he ever turn anybody away. Imam Muslim mentioned in his Sahih that there was Prophet sallallahu alaihi wa was the, had these clothes which were old and tatty. So, this lady saw this and she brought him a new pair of clothes. So, the Prophet ﷺ puts them on. He looks beautiful in his new clothes. And the narration mentioned, Kana He was in need of those clothes. And there's a man sitting in the gathering and he says, Oh, Messenger of Allah, you know, those clothes, can I have them? Can I have that thobe?" The Messenger of Allah took it off and gave it to him the sahaba got upset with this person said you can see the messenger of allah needs his clothes he said honestly the only reason i asked for the clothes was because i wanted to be buried in the clothes of the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam this was how generous the messenger of allah was he never said no kana ajwad an-nas furazdaq the famous poet says he, he says ma qala laqatu illa fi tashahudih إلا في تشوهده ما قال لا قط إلا في تشوهده. لولا تشوهد لكانت له نعم لولا تشوهد لكانت له نعم he said he never <come with فكرة> said no never said no besides in the sovereign. when you said bear that there's no he said he never said no besides in the baseline. And if it wasn't for the showhood, the, the la here would have been a na'am. The no would have been a yes. This was how generous the Messenger of Allah was. And this is why, and the Prophet wasallam in the month of Ramadan, the Sahaba mentioned he was so generous, his generosity would increase. It was like a rihul mursala. Rihul mursala means a swift wind, a wind which wherever it goes, it makes an impact, it benefits wherever it goes. This is how the message of Allah was in the month of Ramadan. And this is why believers in this month get more generous. Get more generous in this month. You give one pound, you get 70 minimum. You give a 100 pound, you times it by 70, whatever that is. You, uh, you a 1,000 times it by 70, 70,000 pound. How many of you are ever going to give 70,000 pound? Most of us don't even have it. But you give a thousand pound in the month of Ramadan, that is the reward that you get in by giving in the month of Ramadan. And the month of Ramadan is a month of sharing, brothers and sisters. It's a month of sharing. You know, there are people out there, Wallahi, in the world, who don't know what they're going to open the iftar with. And this is not a joke. You've seen all the videos. They don't know what they're going to open their fast with. There are people who only have meat twice a year. Twice a year on the two Eids. Imagine, imagine what you and I will have this evening for our iftar. And there are people who who will not know if they are going to have anything. They will perpetually fast. And Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us and he has given us that's their test. Our test is Allah has given us plenty. So, brothers, and I want to put you on a guilty trip. But give in this month. Give generally, but in this month, why? Because if you give, Allah will increase. Allah, Allah will give you more. You know, I was in Lebanon a couple of months ago. And honestly, Wallahi, oh when you see the poverty. When you see these Syrians who had normal lives, I met a child called Baha who was t- 10 years old, 10 years old. He was working as a mechanic where his father had been martyred to support his mother and his sister. I was thinking, 10 years old. That is the age of my youngest, and he can barely walk in a straight line. Ten years old. I was in Pakistan a couple of months ago in Islamabad the capital of pakistan f11 which is one of you know that houses called millions in f11 across the road from f11 you have a slum which has been there for 40 years so we heard about a girl who had injured her eye you know her, her sister had poked her with the, the jarus, you know those uh, those things that they clean with which are made out of kind of straws and she was going to possibly lose her eye so we went there so while we were just sitting in this house, they were just introducing everybody. She was an Afghan refugee. There was an eight-year-old girl. Wallah, eight-year-old girl. She works seven days a week from 10 to 6 at somebody's house. 10 to 6, seven years old. And she earns for the entire month equivalent to 15 pounds. And I, well, I sat there, and I was—it—it—it it, it, it just knocked me. It was a jeev that my youngest is ten, and this girl has to work. And these are the very same countries that you and I come from. These are the same, and and, and Bangladesh, there are twenty-two point eight million children out of school in Pakistan. 22.8 million, Bangladesh is worse, Africa, parts of Africa are far worse. Me and you are not going to put 22.8 million children in, sk- in school, me and you are not going to feed the entire world, but what one thing that we can do is that what the prophet sallallahu wasallam said that the best action you can do is to make another believer happy. Another believer happy. So, brothers, whatever you have, give it in the path of Allah. I'm not saying give everything that we have in the path of Allah, but give in the path of Allah. Don't make excuses. You know, there is a tendency within our community, they say, Yar, mato masjid ko ni de sare molvi You know, I don't give the masjid all the molvi, just eat it. Then give it to a masjid that you trust. Yeah, I don't give to charities. I don't give to charities because all the charities they eat the money. I agree. Charities, many charities have serious problems. I agree. But let me tell you, if you were if you were really sincere in giving, you would find a charity which is legitimate. You would find a charity. But you're not sincere in giving. You just want to justify yourself not giving because you're too tight fisted and Allah hasn't given you tofiq, but not only that, not do you only not give, but you dissuade other people from giving. Allah hasn't given you tofiq, and you say you come out with these flippant statements, Yar, all the charities eat money, you know, all the time. Not only are you not giving, you're stopping other people from giving. And I know, I know these are harsh statements, but that's a reality. If you don't give the, if Allah hasn't given you taufee, you, so somebody else's money could have saved a life. If they didn't, listen to you. Somebody else could, could have lived. Some of your team could have been fostered, looked after. Because if you didn't come out with your statement. Give whatever you have. The Prophet said, "Sometimes a person gives one dirham, and it is equivalent to a hundred thousand." The Sahaba said, "O oh, Messenger of Allah, how is that possible? One dirham equivalent to a hundred thousand?" The Messenger of Allah said, "Yes. He that person had plenty of money. Out of his millions, he gave a hundred thousand. This guy only had two dirhams. Only two dirhams." And he gave half of his wealth in the path of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So whatever you have, give it. Why? Because Allah multiplies. And what Allah? I am telling you. Listen, if you don't believe me, research has been done about people who give in the path, who give for a good cause. They are more happier than those people who don't give. Elizabeth Dunn, professor from Columbia University, Vancouver. Check it yourself. They did this research in 136 countries. Started in Canada, went to Uganda, 136 countries. Those who gave were more happier than those who spent upon themselves. Although initially they asked every person, they said, if we spend on ourselves, we would be more happier. But when they actually spent on others, they were more happier. So, brothers, this is the month of Ramadan. You know, the month of Ramadan. Yeah, sponsor your team. Feed a poor family. You know every believer wants to be with the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in jannah every believer a man came to the messenger of allah and he was about to lead the salah and the prophet sallallahu wasallam was just about to lead the salah and he said o oh, messenger of allah when is the hour the prophet sallallahu wasallam began his salah after salah he turned around and he said who asked that question he said me o messenger of allah he said ma adat talaha he said what have you prepared for the hour don't ask me when it is what have you prepared he said o oh, messenger of allah i don't have much salah i don't have much fast but i know one thing i love the message of allah i love the message of allah i love allah and his messenger the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said man Man will be with that person that he loves in the hereafter if you love the message of allah every believer says i want to be with the message of allah in jannah then let me tell you brothers if you really believe it if you really believe it the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said whoever looks after yateen he will be like this with me in Jannah. For twenty-five pound a week, a month, thirty pound from twenty to thirty, for forty pound wherever you you sponsor a child, whatever charity you want to do it with. You sponsor a child, you will be like this with the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and the hadith are full of yatim. The Quran is full of yatim. You know why? Because the message of Allah was yatim. He Knew What It Felt Like Being A Yateem And He Knew What It Felt Like When Somebody Came And Assisted So Brothers hey, this Month This Is A Month Of Graciousness uh, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Became So Generous In This Month You Know Give Trust In Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala You're Not Going To Change The Poverty In The World But The Little That You Can Do Do It even if it's wallah, even if it's a, a penny, even if it's a pound, if it's given with sincerity, it will be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The little change that we can make, and we'll finish up on this story. And I will have two more minutes, Mala. There was a, a, a famous, famous journalist, he, he was a famous author. Ainsley was his name. He came, he says, I came one day out of my hotel and my hotel was by the the sea and I came out of my hotel and I saw in the distance a young boy and he's standing by the sea and there's starfish around him. He said tens of thousands of starfish had been washed up and he was taking the starfish. He was picking them up and he was throwing them back in the sea. Ainsley said, I walked up to this young man and I said to him, He said, what are you doing? He said, I'm throwing these starfish back in the sea. He said, look around you. There's tens and thousands of them washed up. And other places, there will be other tens of thousands. He said, what difference is it going to make? You throwing these, you're going to get a few back in. He said, the boy looked at me. He leant down, he picked up a starfish. He threw it back into the sea. And he looked at me again. He said, it made a difference to that one. So they it made a difference to that one. Brothers, the question is, who are we going to make a difference to? Ainsley says, I walked away and the boy's words had such an impact on me. I turned on my heel and he said, till evening I picked up those starfish and I threw them back in the sea. That was starfish. My and your brothers and sisters are starving in the world. Yemen, part of Africa, Rohingyas, make a difference. Make a difference, brother. Even if it's a penny. Barat Allah